welcome to episode 36 of the Spivey Special Podcast. We are doing our first Zoom episode. We are doing that because we have a very special guest today, and we're going to be doing an extended Get to Know Your your Guest. I mean, we had to. I mean, with the nickname of Fat, I mean, you couldn't fit us three into a room, so we kind of had to make sure it was on Zoom. He actually is next door. We just had to move him over there so we could Zoom him in. But this guest, Jordan, hashtag I'm really fat, Thomas, um, it's been my one of my best friends. Um, I would say food was number one, but number two was Jordan Thomas. Uh, I've known him since kindergarten. I was eight. He was five. Um, <laughs> we've been best friends ever since. Uh, he was one of my best men along with Zach. I was his best man, one of his best men. Uh, He's been my record producer. He's a dentist. He's a referee. He is the big man on campus. The emphasis on big. We got today Jordan Suzanne Thomas. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. One hell of an intro right there. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I had to look it all up. He's on your Wikipedia page, just reading it verbatim. <laughs> Will you accept my friend request on Facebook? Because I can only see some of your pictures. <laughs> All right, Trent, let's, let's get started because we got, a, we got a long opening part here where we're going to be diving deep into Jordan Thomas and getting deep into his psyche. I can't wait for that. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous too, but he looks really nice right now with those gorgeous patterned pillows behind him. I like that. <laughs> so fancy. <laughs> That's a good, you know, podcast to talk about something visual that no one else can see. It's the number one thing when they teach you how to do it. Man, right. check out that haircut. You nuts, man. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into boop-a-da-boop-bop-bop. The Spivey brothers are always here, but who is joining them today? Who is it? Who is it? Sit back and let's find out together with Get to Know Your Guest. We're going to be playing Get to Know Your Guest. We are going to ask you 10 questions, multiple choice. And by multiple, I mean two choice. One has three. Oh, wow. Troy's getting wild this week. Did you find out more about Jordan in a Blitz style quiz? So, Troy, we're going to put a fictitious 27 seconds on the clock. Ready, go. Heads or tails? Tails. Rock, paper, or scissors? Rock. Blackjack or roulette? Blackjack. Pizza rolls or bagel bites? Mm, pizza rolls. Baseball or basketball? Baseball. Boston or San Diego? San Diego. Crown or filling? Crown. Block or charge? Block. Tahoe or Vegas? <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> MJ or Rodman? MJ. Yeah, that was a good run right there. We got to know him so well. <laughs> well, on top of the 10 questions, we're going to fire through quite a few more. So we're going to get into the fact that somehow Jordan Thomas is a dentist. After like 48 years of school, they finally let you work on people's faces now? Is that what it is? I mean, I mean, no big deal, but I'm a doctor. So just, you know, talk to me appropriately here. But yeah, I don't, I don't know how they gave me a degree, but here we are. <laughs> Paging Dr. Fat Guy. 
<laughs> All right, Jordan, why don't you just let the listeners know, why did you want to become a dentist? Well, you know, like most teenagers, I had braces. And so I was like interested at that point. I was like, you know, I could probably do this. And then I shadowed an orthodontist for the summer and it was the most boring thing in the world. I was like, I don't want to do this. And then uh, my senior year of high school, I was in a car accident. Life flight to the hospital. Luckily, I only broke my jaw. Uh, but the oral surgeon who ended up wiring my jaw shut was the father of a guy I was going to high school with. So then from there, I observed in his office for like years after that. And I was like, okay, I'm sold. This is what I want to do. Fast forward to dental school. I wanted to kind of go into oral surgery. And obviously that didn't work out. So here we are. I'm a dentist. <laughs> that's probably the best diet you ever went on. I mean, now that you're okay, I can make that joke. But breaking your jaw, that was probably the best thing for you and your shape. It was nice. I mean, I would <laughs> recommend it. That was 15 pounds, you know, in six weeks. Awesome. We put that on in like six days. So we know how hard it is to take off. All right. So you went to uh, University of San Diego and then you went to Tufts. What was the hardest part about your dental journey? I would say just getting into dental school. It was so hard. You got like thousands of people applying for like a hundred spots at a school. Um, so in undergrad, I had a ton of dental experience, but my grades were terrible. And then uh, went on and did a master's program and then reapplied and got in. So I would say getting in is super difficult. And then when you're actually in dental school, trying to get through it is really hard. <laughs> so what's, like your, what's your favorite thing to do while being a dentist? Taking a tooth out. Probably anything surgery related is... Uh, what's your favorite tooth to extract probably like an upper molar because like you just never know what's going to happen they usually have three roots and like anything can happen it can go wrong it can come out easily you might look at it and you're like oh that's super easy and then it takes you really long i don't know every tooth is different it comes out different and it just makes it more exciting now is there actually a sweet tooth I don't, I didn't go through dental school. There is not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just had to make sure I checked that one off the old box there. Any advice for anyone that wants to be a dentist that wants to follow in Fat's footsteps? I would say just really make sure you want to do it because <laughs> it is a lot of work and you come out with a ton of loans. So you better decide like if you want to do it before you get there. I had several classmates that, dropped out and they're like, I can't do this. And then they owe like a hundred thousand in loans. <laughs> yeah. You, that's not something you want to do. Like get to the last you know, quarter and be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm just going to go be a barista Starbucks. <laughs> All right. So on my bachelor party, bachelor party number one, you somehow got invited. Um, and you actually did a little dental work on me. I can't remember what it was, but I think you just wanted to, poke me with a needle or whatever you had in your bag i mean you told me to bring supplies and i was like <laughs> well a mirror and an explorer seem reasonable to me so i just gave you a good exam you know now i just have a quick question i have here down on the notes um is it true that on the first night of the bachelor party while we were over at the pepper mill 
that we looked over and we could no longer f find you because you got escorted out for falling asleep at a blackjack table? You know, no one's actually proved that. So I don't think that happened. I mean, it can't be as bad as what happened to Cook when he got pushed down the escalator. But that's another Again. story for another time. Now, Jordan, are you more proud of being a dentist or being known as the best producer in the rap game? Well, I think that, you know, is pretty much answered on its own. <laughs> Obviously, JT Productions is a name that everyone recognizes. Yeah, both of us, and that's about it. <laughs> so if everyone is not aware, um, Troy Spivey is a world-renowned rapper. I still get likes on our Facebook page that we made, like randomly. You you're set up with no, no, it no. too. It, it's actually music MySpace page, which no one ever really looks at anymore. <laughs> no, I made a Facebook page and I get likes on it all the time. It's linked into the music MySpace. I think it doesn't exist anymore, but somehow people are liking it. So if you're looking for it on uh, Facebook, it's called it's the one the ladies like. And ladies is spelled with a Z somehow. Yeah, you can't put an S there. No. But now that I'm like older and married, it's the one the lady likes. So it's kind of boring. <laughs> so I haven't put anything out recently. I got some bangers though in my head that I want to get down, but we don't have your old Apple notebook and <laughs> CD burner. <laughs> some high quality audio right there. So I put together like eight songs or something. And before we went to a party over at Zach's house, Jordan and I made like 30 copies of this CD and we took them over there. We're trying to sell them for five bucks. I think we sold like 10 of them. Yeah. I mean, we didn't break even, but we sold like <laughs> 10. I'd buy two right now. That was one of my favorite memories. There's nothing funnier than that rap album. So because I was a rapper... Uh, when I got married, these two yahoos were my best men. And go ahead and tell them about the best men speech that you guys threw out there. Go ahead, Zach. You start us off. Well, we opened it up. Uh, instead of using like a poem, we used we used one of Troy's poems from his song. And we uh, we shared the lyrics from his song that no one was aware that he had made other than like 10 people. Yeah, this one wasn't on the CD, Walt Disney. <laughs> uh, so we read it and we had to stop it early because uh our grandparents were there and we had to cut out some of the lyrics but it was fantastic and troy was like beat red embarrassed and it was fantastic i mean what were some of the song titles like i got cheese on it that was yeah. classic can't stop won't stop uh my number one favorite piece of javed if you're listening hello <laughs> um i can't think of any oh the specimen was my holiday uh halloween song that i put out <laughs> i still have that one on a playlist <laughs> just a lot of just dumb dumb and then i have the freestyle oh man all right well that's enough of that shenanigations i think we got to know jordan plenty good enough you want to go we ahead? even got to learn some more about troy which is always fun everyone wants that right all right, we are going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with a joint food court files slash remember that thing. All rise. 
It's time for the Food Court Files. Hey, remember that thing? The moon landing. Jazz. Trapper keepers. Manners. Alf. Sunny D. Yeah, I remember those things. All right, this week with our joint Food Court Files Remember That Thing, uh, we're going to start off talking about sleepovers, which is a huge part of, I think, everyone's childhood. Yeah, there was nothing better than getting all nervous and be like, hey, mom or dad, can I go sleep over at so-and-so's house? Usually for me, it was Jordan. Zach would go to Vito's a lot and McDonald's. That had nothing to do with sleepovers. Um, so what? That's back in the good old days where they let you sleep at McDonald's. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> all right, George. So what are your memories and how did your feelings of as a kid getting to sleep over at someone's house? Well, I feel like we were at each other's house at least like twice a month. It was like, Oh, I'm going to Troy's. Is that okay? But what's weird is you would always want to come to my house. And I feel like it was because you knew we always had food. Yeah. Which we'll talk about a little bit later in this segment, but you, we've talked about this on our show. We never got the kind of food that you had over at our house. We had like celery sticks and (laughs) all that. But I just remember a lot of sleepovers at Jordan's. We slept on the trampoline. We slept on the deck. We stayed up late. We slept in late. We, the sprinklers would come on when we were sleeping. We'd come in and finish sleeping. A lot of fun. But think about it now as a parent, I would let Maddox, I know he's only like 18 months, but I let him sleep over anywhere he wanted. Like, what? <laughs> House to myself? Yeah. Take him for the whole weekend. Yes, I would love to sleep in tomorrow. <laughs> see, see, that's, see, that's the hard thing. Your though. bag is already packed. It's in the closet <laughs> in the emergency. You wanted to have a sleepover bag. Go grab that one. Without a doubt. I'd be like, peace, I'm out of here. But I think it was harder for our parents because multiple... The problem with that is at some point, some other person's kid is going to be at my house and they're going to be staying up all night. That's fine. It's worth the trade-off. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. I'll be up playing poker or <laughs> watching Boss Baby. I don't care. I'll watch it even when Max is a teenager. I don't care. So another memory I have of sleeping over at Jordan's is Jordan and I occasionally would fight. And the only way like Jordan could, he wasn't like tough or cool or anything, but the only way, (laughs) (laughs) the only way Jordan could ever like handle if when I got real mad is he had a paintball gun and an airsoft gun. And what he would do is he'd lock me outside while we were swimming, lock me out. And then I wouldn't be able to get back in because he'd be at the door with a paintball gun or an airsoft gun when he got real mad at me. But then eventually I got in. (laughs) I mean, it worked. <laughs> it did. All right, so some of the other games that we did on sleepovers, played a lot of video games. What I remember is 007. Remember that? Good. On That's 64. GoldenEye. That's the, mm-hmm. one of the first great multiplayer games and maybe still the best multiplayer game. They, they nailed it. So good. Same screen, split screen, rocket launchers, proximity mines, all of it. I used to throw those proximity mines <laughs> everywhere, and you guys would hate it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I still hate it. I just wake up sometimes cold sweats. 
Um, another game that always ended in a fight with me and Jordan was Simulator. What was it? Three thousand. Oh yeah. Oh, it was this baseball game? What? But like, go ahead, tell about it, Jordan. So it was Super Nintendo. We would always try to get the same team. The team name was Heads, and we would always be like, "I'm, I'm going to be that team," because the leadoff guy was like 99 in speed. So you hit like a little bunt, and you would get a triple out of it. It was unstoppable. Yeah, and then they had all these like, which Jordan didn't tell me till like a month into us playing. But the pitchers have different like abilities. Like you have like this rocket ball you can throw, and like you have like a mystery ball that like disappears while he's pitching it, and all these different rules. And like he had this other one where the outfielder, like you could hit a home run, and the outfielder can jump straight up like three hundred feet and. <laughs> And it was the worst. We got in a lot of fights back then. It was great. Well, I think the cool thing about a sleepover is a lot of these games, especially early in our childhood, there's no saving. There's no checkpoints. There's none of that. So if you're going to try to beat a game, it's got to be during a sleepover where you can just play for like 12 hours straight. Yeah, I don't think until what? PlayStation, did they get the memory card? I think uh, Nintendo 64 had that safe pack that you can buy for it. I don't mm-hmm. think we ever had the safe pack, did we, Jordan? <laughs> no. And then as we got older, adult sleepovers was a lot of Halo, a lot of Spivey specials. We've played so much Halo. Now, Jordan was one of the best in the business at Halo, for those that don't know. Even his mom wouldn't let him bring his Xbox down to the University of San Diego because he played so much. What was your favorite mode game of Halo? I mean, it was definitely shoddy snipes. But, you know, what I would hate is when Zach would just take the shotgun because Zach would never use the sniper. He would only (laughs) use the shotgun. And I would only use the sniper. And he would come out of nowhere and sidle me and kill me. And anytime Zach won, I was so mad. So mad. But that's what was nice about when we were all on the same team is you would snipe everyone and Zach and I would just run right into the middle of the screen with our shotgun and just go for it. That was the best. That's for sure. We'd at least draw them out so that you could snipe them and steal all the points. And what was, our, then, what was our number one saying when one of us died? You don't remember? I don't know, blame it on me or something. No one kills my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> You let me die, but <laughs> all right. So let's jump in real quick to the best part of sleepovers, and I would say that's the food. Absolutely. Now, Jordan, what are some of your memories of sleepovers? I know. What do you remember about food over at our house? Because I have a lot of memories of food at your house. I remember your ranch dressing on your pasta that your mom would make, and you making this huge side salad with it. <laughs> I like salad that's weird. Yeah, she still makes too much salad all the time. But one thing I remember, like when you came over, my mom would have to start like three days prior to make enough cookies because you would run through her chocolate chip cookies. She put like she a never bag. made enough. I know she'd put a bag in the freezer because they taste better in the freezer. Oh, and they would be gone in some the flavor profile once they're in the freezer. They'd be gone by the morning. I would sneak down at like 1 a.m. and just take like four of them. And your mom would wake up and be like, I thought there were four cookies left. (laughs) She's like, I made four dozen, you two. What are you guys doing all night? 
that's a memory of when you came over. But I have a little debate I think the three of us need to get in. So three things that we ate. Well, we got two debates here, Darren. Uh, things that we ate over at Jordan's. A lot of frozen pizza-type meals. So the three choices usually over at Jordan's we had were pizza rolls, bagel bites, or a French bread pizza. Where do you guys sit on these three? What was your number one? Is the pizza hot pocket not included in the debate? We didn't really have the hot pocket. I think pocket we did have that. hot pocket every once in a while. Yeah, that was a rare move. I mean, I wouldn't pick it, but it needs to be in the group. I'm going to go with the French bread pizza, but it was a weird one. You couldn't just eat it like a normal pizza because it would burn your face off. So you'd have to scoop the cheese and the pepperoni off first and then fold it over and eat it. Sounds weird, but it was. Delicious. I feel like Troy just went for it. Yeah, I came home all the time with third degree burns. My mom's like, What are you doing? Oh, pizza rolls are good. <laughs> but I would say pizza rolls were my favorite. I remember just putting like 20 on a plate, and then like when you got home from wherever you were, like you had to go around for the store, they'd be gone. Now, is it true that your parents had to get second jobs for when I came over for sleepovers? That is true. And my mom still remembers it to this day. <laughs> now, with bagel bites, though, I think bagel bites are good. But the problem is if you don't cook them properly, you kind of get like a little cold in the middle. Yeah, that was no good. Well, the problem is you're only supposed to cook like six at a time, but we would <laughs> always cook like 36 at a time. And then you have to cook them so long. The one on the outside get a little rubbery. Yeah. And you got to everyone for those that don't know you got to eat from the middle out never start on the outside when you're using these meals gosh amateurs i don't know how many times i've seen it it's just ridiculous <laughs> so another thing down we have is a lot of the times for sleepovers you're gonna get pizza um the four pizza places that i remember for those that are local a couple of these are local most of them are not but mountain mike's towards our tail end we got a lot at Jordan's house and at our house. Round table, that's a good one. That's a top-tier pizza around here, I'd say. Um, Mark and Monica's, which was a sleeper. That was over at Jordan's house for those. Uh, it's in Carmichael. I don't know if it's still open. It's I've, still there. I drove by it the other day. Nice. It and is. Then, and then Ciro's, like when we were early in like the Citrus Heights house, was one that we would get occasionally. I think that's my favorite of the four. I remember going to Ciro's. I don't know if Jordan ever came with us, but we would go and they had Street Fighter at the restaurant. And they had NBA Jam. Ooh, those were two. They had both at the same time. What was the big guy's name? You kind of look like him now. Um, That was in the tub. Yeah. (laughs) That reminded me of you for some reason. Aliukin. Just because I wear that weird diaper thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just on holidays. Um, all right, so let's go ahead, head down to the next morning, food-wise. Donuts. You got to get donuts. You got to. So there was two different donut places, depending which house we were at. If we were over at Jordan's, um, right there on San Juan and Fair Oaks, I think is the corner there. Family Donuts, mm-hmm. one of the best chocolate bars in the business. So good. I mean, when we woke up, my though, go-to. it'd be like lunch. <laughs> my dad would have a box just waiting for us, and we're like, we didn't even ask for these. 
And then if we were you over, went to get those after we went to bed. <laughs> yeah, we put our order in before we went to bed. <laughs> Your dad got up at like four in the morning, so we were still up. Now, Zach, what over by our house? What was the one over there? Uh, depending on the house, it was either Donut King, mm. which I love Donut King. I had Donut King a couple months ago. It was so good. And then what's the what's the donut one in Orangeville that we used to get? Donut Spot. Donut Spot. Both good. I mean, you can't really mess up a donut too bad. I know there's some good places, some bad places, but the ones you're not going to go back to a place that wasn't good. So the ones we frequented, we knew with a lot of research that they were pretty good. Be tough to own a donut shop and the donuts aren't good and keep the business open very long. We got spaghetti (laughs) and blankets. All right. I think that's all we got for that. That was a fun one. That was good. A lot of memories coming back of getting shot with a paintball gun by Jordan. Close range. (laughs) He deserved it. Should you have been standing there? No, definitely not. I learned my lesson the first eight times. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back with Sports Jug. Do you like the sweet taste of Mountain Dew? Do you like your vodka to be both inexpensive and flavored like melons? Then have we got a beverage for you. From the minds of the host of the wildly popular podcast that shares its name, we bring you the Spivey Special. One part Mountain Dew, three to four parts Burnett's Watermelon Vodka. 100% fun. Drink one at your next party or at 3 a.m. playing Halo 3. Please enjoy responsibly. Sports Jug with the Spivey Brothers. Cubs are good. Get the ball to big country. Generic soccer take. All right, that's enough. I'm out of breath. All right, for Sports Jog this week, we got a few different topics this week. We're kind of all over the place with that's this one. Which what we do. This is the hardest Sports Jog. I think when live sports come back, that's the most thing. That's what I'm looking forward to the most is actually talking about live sports. But so I was watching an office. Since we don't have that, we're going to. I was watching an office episode. It was uh, Threat Level Midnight, and he hits the puck, and it hits the satellite, and mm-hmm. they get the sports back. I'm just waiting for that moment. <laughs> we got sports again. <laughs> terrible bartender all right so we're going to talk about troy and jordan's epic community basketball run that they went on in uh what was that sixth seventh eighth grade no this was third third eighth third through eighth grade they played 51 games they won all 51 games they were unstoppable in the carmichael elementary school recreational basketball can't stop us yeah. and we hope to contain us i mean i was big, basically a lo- local celebrity you know <laughs> troy rode the bench most of the time and i was just dragging yeah. i was on the bench because we were up by like 30 at halftime <laughs> we were we had a really big team we had one guy mark blackwell what's going on mark i know you're listening um <laughs> probably not he was so good he was like five five and like fourth grade just a monster he make him be point guard and he would just steal it go down lay up we wouldn't have to run down the court <laughs> yeah you weren't going to anyway. like 
We'd be up by like 50 and I'd be like, yeah, finally I get to come in. <laughs> uh, my dad, he just recently sent some videos off and we're watching one of our games and we're watching I'm like, man, the other team hasn't scored. And he pans up to the scoreboard after the first quarter is 17 to nothing against the second place team. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. But one memory I do have of Jordan and his athletic ability, we were in eighth grade. It was competitive the competitive league, whatever that means. And Jordan comes in the game. It's late. Um, I think he was the only one on the court because he wanted to rest the rest of us for the next game. And (laughs) Jordan's in the game. He takes it in, comes with this just – you want to tell it? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) You tell it from your perspective, and then I'll give my perspective from where I was standing. (laughs) <laughs> I had this sweet crossover at the top of the key and as I'm driving the lane I see the big guy coming so I'm like I gotta throw it over him and so I loft it up and you can take the story over from here so he lofts it up all right we're all watching <laughs> like oh yeah Jordan nice move that's going in and then it just keeps going up it just keeps going up and all of a sudden it goes over the backboard I think it hit someone trying to like do a band practice up on the stage or something <laughs> if I remember correctly and it was one of my favorite moments ever in any sport I've played I saw someone open the door and there was a gust of wind that just the ball just sailed. I don't know. There was some sort of tornado. So based on Jordan's fantastic basketball career, uh, you became a referee. What made you want to referee basketball? <laughs> you can't teach. What is it? From, you teach Jim. What is that? Yeah. Jack Black? You can't do, you teach. If you can't teach, you teach Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about why you became a referee. I mean, after I denied so many college invitations to play basketball, I was like, you know, I'd rather be on the other side and officiate it, you know? Is that what, UConn? I'm not going to live in Connecticut. <laughs> exactly. Washington Generals? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can fit in there. Yeah, so I, uh, I needed a job when I was like a junior in high school. And my dad's best friend refereed for years called him up he was like call this guy so I called him I said hey Steve so-and-so put me in touch he's like all right you're reffing this Friday (laughs) I was like what I don't even have a whistle a shirt or pants or anything he's like you'll be all right just get out there and then ever since then I fell in love with it so I've been doing it ever since so when you first started that first game on that Friday what age group were you doing do you remember I remember those two games and I'll never forget them in my entire life. It was seventh and eighth grade girls, and it was the worst officiated game in, in the world. I had multiple parents come up to me after the game and be like, you made my daughter cry. And I was like, oh, God, this is terrible. <laughs> Loved it ever since. I don't know what to say. Just get it out of the way early. Right? I've score kept those seventh and eighth grade men and women, and it gets pretty intense. The parents are the worst at that age. Oh, the worst. Yeah. Well, Troy, you you umped. That's basically being a referee in, in in arena softball. Well, I had yeah, I umpired adults that there was a bar at the place. So, <laughs> but with me, I just 
I just kind of make fun of them back. So I kind of just defuse all those situations. And I was usually just as drunk as they were. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> good old times. Good old times. All right, Jordan, as a ref, what's your favorite call to make? That would be that call where everyone's like, is it a block or is it a charge? Mm -hmm. That's the best call to make. Whether you're wrong or right, you're still going to get yelled at. So it's amazing. I'm punching it the other way always. I always reward defense. I don't care if you're like (laughs) – I don't care where you're at. That's a charge, baby. Yeah. It depends on the play. But I love calling the block better than the charge in that situation. Well, it's a better signal. That's right. It's basically like DX suck it, but like to the hips. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's when I do it. That's why I don't ref anymore. So now that you're, you know, you've been refing for um, over a decade, what level do you ref now down in San Diego? So I'm at high school. Um, Obviously, when I went to dental school, I had to take four years off plus master's, so it was five years off. And then I got back into it. So um, I just finished my 10th year. And uh, at one point, I could have gone on to do college and all that good stuff. But at this point, it's just like way too much travel. Like if you get into junior college, you're traveling like two hours to make $115 for that game. And then you rest, you know, for like an hour and a half. And then you drive two hours back. It's like your whole day for 115 bucks. And then you're like, I'm a dentist. Why am I even doing this? <laughs> pretty much you let's just say you're not doing it for the money you're just doing it because you enjoy it bingo all right i got a ref question for you is harden's step back three a travel so let me preface this with nba is different than college which is different than high school so if it was in a high school game it's travel all day college the travel all day in the nba people don't want to see the refs call it travel no. They want to see these superstars put the ball in the hoop and no one's going to call a travel on LeBron for taking eight steps and no one's going to call Harden for a travel for stepping back and shooting a three. But I mean, it just puts the, def- I, the thing that bugs me about it is it just puts the defender at such a disadvantage when the guy that's travel, the guy's jumping and then re jumping. Yeah. That's why I hate watching NBA. I can't stand it. <laughs> We're the same way. I like to call it the – I mean, we watch it. Don't get me wrong. We get mad when the Kings lose all the time. But it's my it's my WWE of professional sports, mainly because the Kings got screwed back then. That's what we always remember. Now, you, your favorite technical story, biggest T you've ever given. I know you've given a few because every time you do, you call me after the game. So <laughs> give me your favorite technical story. I've got some good ones. I mean, anytime like, a coach doesn't know you and it's like a regular like high school season, they'll just start screaming at you because they don't know you. So I've teed up a lot of coaches and then high school kids are just stupid. Like they'll just do some stupid stuff. So they'll get technicals just for, you know, doing whatever. But there was this tournament in Vegas where it was all these top prospects, all the college coaches would come see him. This coach was just, chirping the whole time so the guy I was working with teed him earlier in the game and then he kept going and so I ended up teeing him and tossing him so it was in such a big gym that there were like three or four courts so like how do you know that he's not like standing around 
So we had to pause the game for like 20 minutes just because this guy was just berating us. It was great. (laughs) Did you have to have someone walk him out of the gym? So in those games, there's no like athletic director. No one's really like running things. It's kind of just like free for all. (laughs) Who's running the show, you know? And so we just like paused and waited and like finally he decided to leave. But usually in like a high school game, the athletic director will like escort him out. But I've had a lot of teas. Oh, for sure. You ever have to tee up a parent? Do you ever have to toss a parent out, actually? So, by rule, <laughs> if, if you know what team they're on, you can hand out a technical to, like, the crowd. But usually in that case, you would just, like, tell someone to, like, get them out of here sort of thing. Um, but I had – funny story. I had a coach yelling at me from, like, across the court. He wanted a timeout. The other team inbounded the ball already. I was like, well, you can't have a timeout. You don't have the ball. So we get across half court, and he's just screaming at me. So I wait for the other team to put a layup in, and then I tee them. Great. <laughs> so you've never <laughs> kicked a parent out, though? I haven't. I've been with a guy that was like, hey, you, get out of here. I was like, oh, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to do it every game. <laughs> All right. So also like when you were first getting into refereeing, um, you went ahead and made a website, long running website called Whistleshare. Can you kind of break down the idea of Whistleshare? I know it didn't last that long just because of your dentist run and all the time it took doing that. But can you kind of break down Whistleshare and what that was all about? Yeah. So my buddy, Josh and I, Josh is a fellow ref who, you know, uh, Yes. (laughs) Uh, He and I started the site. So basically, it's kind of like a Facebook, but for referees, where kind of like a Facebook, YouTube, where you could basically share like a play of your own. And then other refs could say you got it wrong, right, or, you know, whatever, like it was a missed call. But, uh, you know, you were out of position, like you could comment on it. and then we just kind of like ran out of time, like with the upkeep and it never really got anywhere. But the goal was to have like, even like up to the NBA or division one level, have those officials like kind of chime in to like give their like expert opinion on a play. And then, you know, anyone could post like either their play or someone else's play and kind of like get feedback. So, you know, you gain experience by refereeing a game. So the more plays that you see, you kind of have seen like a block charge like a thousand times. But if you were to see a video of different plays in different scenarios, you might be able to see more plays digitally rather than refing millions of games to get that same play. Um, So I don't know. We might pick it back up later, but that was kind of the idea of it. Hashtag whistle share. One of my favorites. Um, so since sports-wise, you didn't really do sports, um, let's talk about a game we made up. <laughs> sock baseball. Is there anything better than sock baseball? Will you kind of just break down what sock baseball is and what our listeners need to play this game? So you need a sock and you need a pool, not just like one of those little kiddie pools, but an actual pool. But my brother came up with it. So our pool kind of has this little square in the shallow end, and then the deep end does these weird things. But I would say that's the most important part. Am I right? 
Yeah, you got it. Not that they were evenly spaced bases, but they were kind of spaced. But the way I played is I was just going for bombs or nothing because you know me, as we'll talk about a little bit here later, wasn't the best swimmer in the game. So, <laughs> <laughs> so sock baseball, the way it worked is you stood um, on the steps of the pool and you had a pitcher and the pitcher would get a long sock, usually like a soccer sock were best to use. And you would tie it in a knot and then you would fold it up so it looked like a baseball. So the pitcher would pitch it. He had to skip it in off the water. <laughs> and you're standing there with your open hand and that was your bat. <laughs> and you had to swing and hit it. And that was the game, basically. And the fielder was the guy in the pool if he caught it. Because it was hard to hit. A lot of strikeouts. But you had to throw it to the bases before the guy swam there. Everything was a force out. It got pretty wild. Jake would come over who was like six foot at the time and he would be hitting it over the fence in my backyard. We were like, well, he's never coming over again. Yeah. Hitting that guy. (laughs) Put that guy on base. Now I think I've only played it. I played it once at Jordan's house. And I was like, what is this game? And why do you have all these weird rules? How many times did you guys play this game? A million. Zach's like, so if I hit it off the slide and it sticks on the slide, that's a double. <laughs> but if it hits the slide and goes into the grass, depending where it lands on the grass, that's a triple. What does that mean? <laughs> and the way it worked, too, is right field because it was shorter. Because left field is basically where the pool goes super long out to where the slide is in the deep end. So right field, we had to close it. And basically, we had to make a made-up line to what was a foul ball and what was a fair ball. It was pretty wild, but sock baseball. It got – those games would get heated. Well, anytime any of us competed, especially the Spiveys, we are going to get heated. I remember – I think you charged the mound a couple times on me. <laughs> and then you went in the deep end. I was like, oh, this is over. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember as we got older, we had to stop playing because if we made contact, we'd lose the sock. Could it either go in those like thorny bushes or it'd go in the neighbor's yard? There must be like a hundred socks in my backyard somewhere. Well, another reason is your mom got pissed because we kept losing all your socks. <laughs> all right, let's talk about a couple other pool games. Since most people have never played sock baseball because it's a game that you two invented. Um, let's talk about some of the other classic pool games. Um Jordan, what are your thoughts on uh, Marco Polo? Best game. Best game, hands down. Troy would be terrible at it. So anytime he came over, he had to play it. It was just so much fun. I would just hold my breath in the deep end. Whoever was it calls out Marco, and whoever is, like, swimming around has to call out Polo to respond. So I would just be down holding my breath. So anytime someone said Marco, they wouldn't hear from me. I think the hardest part about Marco Polo, besides the swimming, um, <laughs> was being it. I just hated it. They It got to a point where it's like 10 minutes in. All right, I'm good. Who wants to be it now? <laughs> well, we'd play with my brother, and he would duct tape those goggles that we had, so you literally couldn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was like no peeking. You had duct taped goggles if you were it, so you couldn't see well, that's extra scary. 
I think my favorite part of Marco Polo is swimming under the person and then touching their foot and then swimming away. Mm-hmm. Mostly Troy because he's. Oh yeah. I hate it. A game though I wasn't super terrible at. Uh, colors in Sharks and Minnows wasn't terrible. Marco Polo I was atrocious, but those two games are fun, but they're hard too. Trying to be sneaky and having to the if you look and taking the one step, that doesn't really mean anything. If anything, you get more Sharks. momentum and it's easier to catch the person. Yeah, Sharks and Minnows, when you were it, <laughs> you could be it for like a half an hour. <laughs> Yeah, and you're standing out there in the hot sun. Oh, it was bad. It was fun, though, when, like, people were coming back towards you and you just jump right on them with, like, an elbow drop. (laughs) You injured me a few times. Yeah, you shouldn't have been swimming there. You learned. Yeah, coming (laughs) back was definitely harder because the other times you just swim all the way under the water and the other person won't even hear you. But if you're not a good swimmer like me, I'm up there like, oh, Troy's going. Is Troy <laughs> drowning? Oh, no, he's trying to swim to the other side. <laughs> I just got a wave of water that hit my foot. Zach jumped in. <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got for Sports Jog. We've got uh, – we do have some NBA news. It looks like uh, the end of July will be – July 31st. Uh, We'll be starting basketball again. They're going to finish out the season. I don't know if we have official playoff rules at this point, but uh, most of the owners look like they want to stay within their own conference. They want to try to stick to 16, but they're open to play-in games. Um, But they want to keep the seven-game series, and they want to get done by September 20th. So we at least have some dates. We'll see how this bubble system works, where they're just playing at Orlando. Orlando at Disney World. It's probably going to look like the gyms with like that Vegas thing. Do you think they could do multiple games at a time? No, they wouldn't because they have to be televised. So they're going to still stagger them, <laughs> but they'll probably play like three in a three in a day. I think they should have to play double headers, like the teams that are out of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys got three left against each other. Let's just run it back. All right, the Knicks. You're playing the Warriors. <laughs> Heads up. That's three out of five today. So we got that. I think baseball needs to get going, but they're not agreeing on anything. They're not anywhere close. They're just playing chick they're just playing chicken with their their deals. And it sounds like a lot of the small market teams just don't even want to play because it's not worth it to them. Well, I think the NHL they plan on coming back and they expanded, I think, to like twenty four teams for playoffs and the sharks still don't make it, which is kind of depressing. Like 30 teams, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the one year they're trash. Kind of. I'm nice. hoping the high school basketball season they just play with no fans. That'll be nice. That would be nice, but that's not right? until the winter, right? Yeah, but I'm I'm holding out hope. <laughs> if they play with no fans, I want to get these players mic'd up. I want to hear what they're saying. Well, I think you'll be able to hear what they're saying. They're gonna have to just mute it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I heard they might put them on a tape delay just in case they say something oh, terrible, which is going to be like every two seconds. Well, we got to find that guy again. Oh, we got to <laughs> find that guy again. <laughs> Maybe they could do just the audio, though. Not You don't hear the plane, but just the announcers because you'll have to have announcers, right? Yeah, they'll be off-site or 
just no audio in Orlando. (laughs) We don't need to hear what's going on. (laughs) You have someone like in the studio, like hitting different things to make the sounds, dribbling a ball. (laughs) (laughs) The background noise is just the Harlem Globetrotters. All right. We got anything else for sports? I'm excited we might get live sports here pretty soon. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, there's not a lot to do because you can't go anywhere. It's true. You can't watch sports. It's like, gosh, it's weird. I got to bet on the weather. All right, so we're going to wrap up Sports Jog. We're going to take a quick break and come back with recommendation time. Have you seen this show? Best tacos ever. This book I just read? No, just kidding. It's recommendation time. All right, for recommendation time, we got a new segment. Um, skip it a beep. Skip it a boop, bop beep. We're, we're going to make some recommendations for shows to watch or books to read. Probably not books to read. Green eggs and ham. Food to killer. eat. Some sort of recommendation of something that's going on. Now, there's not a lot of leave in the house right now, so it's probably going to be a lot of TV shows for us right now. Um, I have two this week. I don't know if these two guys are prepared to recommend anything, but... Always. Trey's always recommended something. Jordan's probably watching some Dennis show that you could talk about. (laughs) Two of them. All right, so my first recommendation is the Netflix show Space Force. I don't know if you guys have seen that one yet. I haven't. Just came out on Netflix. It stars Steve Carell as the general that is running the Space Force branch of the army. And it's uh, written by Steve Carell and Greg Daniels, who's the showrunner for The Office. I'm about three I'm episodes in so far, and it is, it's fantastic. Sounds nice. It's great to have those two back together. Yeah, I've seen a couple of ads for it, and I want to get into it, but I got some other stuff I'm watching right now. You know, you just so. Uh, which is so cool. All right. My other recommendation, this is for a kid's show. So if you have if you have kids and you have to watch dumb shows all day, which we all do, this is one that I would steer your kids toward because it's actually kind of entertaining and it doesn't – I don't hate it in the background. Bad Boys 2. Yes. <laughs> Apocalypse now. Now, the show is called Bluey. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's about cartoon dogs that live in Australia, I think. And it's kind of entertaining. <laughs> Nothing like a good recommendation of it's kind it's of entertaining. It's good music. <laughs> Each of the little segments are like five minutes, so you can tell your kid to turn it off after the next episode, and it's only like five minutes in. Hmm. It's great all around. Speaking of shows that aren't kid-friendly, I'm going to go with the show Dave about little Dicky, the rapper who's white and Jewish. It's pretty funny. And a show called Bosch on Amazon Prime. Spell that one. B-O-S-C-H. Okay. Interesting. It's a good one. What is that one about? about? L.A. detective. And they fall around and do a bunch of crime stuff. they, They do that head nod that you just did that no one else can see but uh. Correct. I right now I'm sitting on Chicago PD. It's kind of a Sarah says it's pretty like bad acting, but I love it. It's one of those things. They don't follow any of the rules and just basically 
their intelligence and they beat up the people that they capture and it is so good but they're starting to get all these rules and regulations that they got to follow i'm on season five so that's what i'm currently watching um and what is this i think it's called outer banks or outer yep outer banks on netflix it's basically the oc but like surfing ish it's pretty good like you're like, I shouldn't be watching this. This is stupid. And you're like, oh my gosh, I hope he finds this treasure. So <laughs> <laughs> it's about this, it's about these kids that live. There's two different parts of the island. There's a rich part and a you know, worker side, and they battle, and it's pretty good. I've enjoyed it thus far. I've seen the trailer like three times and I almost get ready to start it. And then I you'd enjoy watch three episodes of The Office instead. That's what we did today for like four hours. We had it on while we were doing stuff around the house. The Office is a good show, too, if you guys have never heard of it. You got any other recommendations, Jordan? I mean, Ozark. Probably haven't seen Ozark by this point. Zach, have you seen I have not seen any episode of Ozark. You (laughs) need to watch Ozark. It just... You need to call him sick tomorrow. Who's off tomorrow? There you go. It's so- me and the kids will just watch it. <laughs> Perfect for kids. Another kid recommendation. Good Very good kid show. Yeah. <laughs> that one, you'll love it. A lot of surprises and like what just happened. Did you watch the end of this third season? <laughs> yeah. That was wild. It was, it was a good one. <laughs> it was a good. Yeah, you don't expect how any of the episodes end. They're all action packed and nice. All right, I think that's going to wrap up recommendation time. Ooh, spooky. Spooky. <laughs> and I think that's going to wrap up the show, too. So um, thank you to Jordan Thomas, a.k.a. Fat, for joining us on the podcast. JT Productions. We finally figured out how to get you on with you being in San Diego or wherever you were at. I don't know. Wherever pattern, is you Bed Bath & Beyond? <laughs> I mean, I had to listen to 35 episodes to finally get to the good one, you know? Yeah, we still haven't got to a good one yet, but maybe in the next couple. <laughs> All right, I think we're going to wrap that, wrap everything up. Uh, make sure to check out our new website, spiveyspecialpodcast.com, to find out about our upcoming guests. Already running longer than uh, Whistle Share. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's mean. I like whistle share. No, I did too. I was I was a follower. <laughs> Make sure to check us out on social media at Spivey Special on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah. And uh Troy, we got anything else? Zach, you're fat. Jordan, you're fat. Well, I didn't see that coming. You're both fat. <laughs> All right, later. Mm-hmm.